You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Round, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. And we are, what, about a week post-draft and enjoying every second of it. Tonight, I'm joined by my faithful co-host. We got Nate the Professor Christian Mm. down there. What's up, Nate? Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know what? I just picked up Jameer Gibbs in the third round of a startup. You know, uh, maybe a little spicy, but startup, you got to get your young running backs, right? Yeah, I got Jonathan Taylor in that very same startup. Yeah. Not so young, but so good. still youngish. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of young stud, we are also joined <laughs> by our very own Bob Van Duzer, AKA the Bobcat. Bob, welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. How are you? I'm happy and excited to be here and dive into some strategy with you guys. Shut up. I'm just chilling. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm low tone right now. Just vibing, doing my thing. Always like diving into strategy videos. It's some of my favorite concepts because talking game theory, you know, it's at the end of the day, somewhat one of a kind when you get into strategy discussions and things like that. So I'm excited to dive with you boys and hang out and knock this thing out. Yeah, I'm very excited as well. And today, you know, we, everybody's got rookie drafts coming up. Maybe you're already in some, but we know you have more coming. So we are talking about moves to make before you draft. I feel like a lot of times too many people go into their drafts with no plan of action and Hey, guilty. I've done it a bunch of times. I'm sure we all have as well. So one thing I like to do now is collect myself, say, Hey, what does this team need? What are we going to do? And that's what we're getting into. So again, what are we doing before our drafts? Nate, what are you doing? Let's start with you because you love going first. What do you like to do? What are you thinking to do before your rookie draft? Yeah, so what I'm doing right now in some of my leagues before the rookie draft is I'm looking at my league and I'm knowing my league. That is one of the most important things that you can do before you get into your rookie draft. And the most important thing to do specifically before, not during the draft, because knowing your league gives you such an advantage going in. So talk to them. You know, if you're sitting at the 103, what's the guy at 102 doing? Is he, is he going after a quarterback? Maybe he's going after Jameer Gibbs. Maybe he doesn't need a quarterback. Maybe that means you'll have your choice of three quarterbacks at 103. You know, look at the board, look at the roster of your league mates, look at what you expect them to do and what they've said, you know, chat them up a little bit. Mike, I know you don't like to talk to your league mates, but, and and, I'm right there with you. I'm not Not the most social person. I'm not the most social person out there, but (laughs) we do know that the more that you talk to your league mates, the more that you know them, the more you know about what they're going to do during the rookie draft and the better prepared you are for your rookie draft, the better you're going to do during the rookie draft because you'll be prepared for something to happen, something to go off track from what you kind of expected because you've already kind of played that scenario through looking at the draft board, knowing your league, you know, maybe run a couple mocks of the first round in your head of each team, you know, do one or two or three mocks and see where the differences are. Hey, this team could go quarterback, but also they could go running back because they have a need there. Start looking at that. Start trying to see what your league mates are going to do. The better prepared you are going in, the better you're going to end up. Can I just add one thing to that? Another thing to do, knowing your league mates, if you're in a league on sleeper that you've been in for a few years, go back and look at past drafts. Yeah, There's another definitely. great way to look at uh, you know, your league mates' strategies and what they do. Um, like, for example, Pork. I'm in a league with him. We're doing our rookie draft right now. He like trades all of his picks for players. 
So he rarely has any picks in that draft. And which is fine. It, it typically works for him. His team did pretty well last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing that I would do on top of that. So Bob, hi, what? Yes. I also I also just want to add on to that point. I think it's awesome. Know your league, know your league mates. But I think something that kind of goes unnoticed is knowing the league scoring settings because for you know, sure. while we all while we're all pretty familiar in general with what our league scoring settings are, there are some settings where you know Dalton Kincaid at one twelve makes a lot of sense. And there's others where it just doesn't. And that goes same for, you know, wide receivers in PPR versus running backs and non-PPR type yep. things like that. There are going to be situations where certain players don't make as much sense in certain areas of your draft. So I think that just plays right into this whole know your league, know your league mates, know your scoring and all the things. The more you prepare for your draft, that's going to be a running thing. The more you prepare for your draft, just better odds that it's going to go in your favor and you're going to leave with the feeling you won or stole per the Rams, your rookie draft after when all is said and done. Apply that to startup drafts too, because sure. we've seen people like in the 11th round of a draft, like, wait, this is super flex. Come on, man. <laughs> I think they might've figured it out by 11th round, but I've seen before I've been in multiple startups where we're in the double digit rounds. And someone's like, wait, this is tight end premium. And you're like, yeah, man, that's why I drafted Mark Andrews in the second round. Well, yeah. Let's be real, Nate. You might have done that anyway. I would have done that anyway. <laughs> exactly. Jet, see, that's knowing your league mates. We know how. I think, Nate, you got the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. Yep. First two picks, Lamar, Shocker. Mark Andrews got that stack. Let's go. Todd Munkin offense would be awesome. I'm at the 108 in that league, and I actually was planning on drafting Jalen Hurts with my first pick. Huh. And he, he went at the 103. Yeah. The no chance he makes it to 108. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Justin Herbert made it the 109. Silly. Did he? Oh, I took uh, Jamar Chase. So I'm happy with that. I'm just going to punt some QB in that league. Worked out for me last time I did that. So, Bob, sub, what are you doing? Yeah, talking about getting ready for your drafts. If you want or feel the need for more draft capital, get it before the draft starts because mm-hmm. once the clock is ticking, it is impossible. It's, it's hard to get draft capital for like veteran players before your rookie drafts, but once the clock has started ticking, it's a whole other story. I mean, it's just, you know, you can't get fair value for any veteran. Something we talk about in another video that'll be coming out after this one. It's a great time to have rookie picks if you need some veteran talent that can help your team. But if you're trying, if you're on the other side of that, you want rookie picks, you really need to try to do it before the draft because once the clock's ticking, you're just not going to have much luck. Uh, you know, advise before the draft setting aside who you're willing to part with you know figure out you know who can you trade for you know decent value picks like first round picks second round picks etc and then who are some other guys that you're just throwing in to move up a couple picks you know change your third round pick into a second round pick obviously different guys are going to have different values but that's something i you know really struggled with this year particularly getting into the second round of draft one draft Mm. where i just there's so much good value in the second round right now and moving some of these proven vets to teams that maybe have multiple second round picks. Something I've discussed in the past is if you can't necessarily get quality with when you're trying to move a player, you know, if you can't get that first round pick you really want for say Marquise Brown or Rashad White, let's say if you can't get that late first for those guys and maybe a little on top, try to get two mid early to mid second round picks the value is great in that range in rookie drafts right now where it makes sense to move that one player for two of those picks if you can. 
100% moves I'm trying to make there, trying to get rookie, more rookie picks before it starts because it's a lot easier to move it in the draft than to try to get it onto your roster in the draft. So yeah. absolutely go get rookie picks early rather than late. Love this. I love more draft picks. I always want more. I want all the draft picks. I just want yep. every pick for myself. Yep. But you can also tie this into what Nate said because if you know who you can make deals with, that mm-hmm. helps you get more capital. Mm-hmm. Like the league I was just telling you about that I'm with in Pork, I was trying to actually get Chuba Hubbard as Miles Sanders' handcuff. And the guy wanted an early second round pick for him. So I know I can't, I can't deal with that guy. But there's another guy, Nick. Shout out to Nick Richardson. Um, he's always up to make a move, always up to trade. And I know that if I if I need like to move around, I can go to him and be like, Nick, I want to get this. I'm going to use you to get this so we can do blah, blah. And he's always down. So it ties both of them together. I love it. More draft capital is better. Yeah. Um, for me, one thing that I've been doing a lot more of is I'm looking at mock drafts and doing mock drafts as well. More so, and Nate had talked about that before, but I'm doing it now more than ever. Um, sometimes I will just do a mock draft by myself, so I play with myself. Um, just this kind of just get an idea of values. <laughs> but the reason why is, do I have what it takes to get my guys? Now, that being said, I know I used to be very steadfast on my guys. I'll give you some examples. Michael P. Ryan, Jim mm-hmm. Sternberger, Kylan Hill. Thank I God for Michael P. Ryan, though. He brought us together, Mike. He did. He did. So you know, the only good thing he ever did. It was worth it, man. It's worth the love. I'm hey, sure he's a nice he's human. He's been in the league for what three years now? He's gonna get a pension. There you go, man. So in the league. You know, uh, <laughs> he's on a roster, man. Um, but you know, I've also changed like I realized look, I like these guys pre-draft. If they don't get the draft capital, if they don't get any clear path to playing time, I gotta move on. I have yeah. to. You know, I love Dwayne McBride. Okay, I do. Am I going to reach on him? No. Am I going to draft him in the fourth or fifth round as, you know, a late round guy? If there's nobody else there, I like, sure. Throw him on the taxi squad. If he does anything cool, if not, you're gone. But looking at where these players fall, and if I have what it takes, I'm going to draft them. If not, what do I have to do now? And this ties into getting draft capital, knowing your league mates. What do I have to do to tie it all together and move around the draft board? Nice. Yes. I like so. I don't mind Dwayne McBride either at the fifth round. Why Why <laughs> wouldn't you draft the Wilt Chamberlain NCAA run football in the wait, third round? Wait, who, is he the Wilt Chamberlain? Per, per YouTube comments, yeah. 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 Who, somebody, Sources. And it wasn't me that said that? It wasn't you, Mike. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah, um, but if I know, wanted to learn about Dwayne McBride, how would I do that, Mike? Well... There's two ways you could do it. And I'll tell you the first one, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, where you get access to us 24-7. But the Mm -hmm. best way to do it and the best move you can make before your rookie draft is to get yourself a copy of the first ever Dynasty Rewind rookie draft guide. In this guide, you will gain access to our film grades, player insights, and Dynasty outlooks for every player we believe will be fantasy relevant this year and beyond. Additionally, you will get access to several written pieces, such as things you need to know before your draft, Draft Trends and Strategies. That was written by Bob, if I'm correct. Yep, yep. Rookie Sleepers, Rookies to Draft at Your Own Risk, Our Guys, and a 2024 Rookie Preview. You receive over 70 pages of beautiful content sent right to your phone or computer. So check it out today at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. 
And while you're there, you could also get a team audit or a rookie draft consult. So you could just get a nice big old bundle. Also, mm-hmm. why is he the Wilt Chamberlain of the NCAA? Did he sleep with like 10,000 women or what? <laughs> no, just great production. Great production, man. Yards. Just like Wilt Chamberlain, yards. Hmm. Yards. Sounds yeah. up that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I promise you, I do not have a burner account leaving Dwayne McBride comments on our YouTube. I promise that. That would be that would be better than yeah. what I think is actually happening. So, all right. So I do love his landing spot, though. I think that there's sure. look, if Dalvin Cook moves on, Alexander Madison has not really shown that much in his time as a starting running back. True. So there is a path to playing time there. We will see. So, Nate, you are up next with your next thing that you're doing. And I see a note here. Bob would like a moment to add his two cents. I bet he would. Yes. But, Nate, let's start with you. All right. So, um, I, w- I will have to give Bob a little bit of credit because Thank he you. did have some inspiration for this talking point. Um, but before you go into a draft, you should create a short list of your guys. Know who you want to draft. Who do you want to draft? Make sure you have that list together. There's other players that you might feel comfortable picking up a value. There's other players you might avoid, but have a list together of the players you want to draft. Even if it's just, you know, your queue, just set your queue before the draft. Hey, these are the guys I want to leave my draft with. And then that way, when the draft is happening, pick by pick, you can look at the board, how the board is falling and look at your queue and start to strategize how you can make sure you can get those guys. Do you need to move around the board? You can start wondering to yourself if you need to move around in the second round, by the mid first, depending on if you're seeing a lot of wide receivers go off the board, if you're seeing a lot of running backs go off the board, how is your team, how is your league drafting? Looking at that and then looking at that short list of players and trying to figure out what you need to do to make sure you get those. Because we all know at the end of the day, we love playing dynasty. We love winning championships. But if you are playing dynasty fantasy football as an investment, you probably could do better with a lot of your time. We are here to have fun as well. And we want to get our guys. We want to get the guys that we root for. And it is important to leave your draft with value picks, but also a couple of your guys that you want to root for, that you want to have on your team. And making sure that you have that list together before you get in the draft is one of the best ways to make sure you get those guys. Yeah, I agree. And the best way to get that list is payhip.com forward slash dinosaur. Bob, what are your two cents on this topic here? So, Nate, you put that together beautifully, very well embodied what I credit so much of my like rookie draft success with is having this short list and having then a focus of how to get to these players at the best value possible. And, you know, if I have to reach a couple picks, fine, you know, it is what it is, but I'd much rather find a way to get these guys at value. You know, I'm not putting them in my queue and drafting Kendra Miller one Oh six in a super flex league, you know, or anything crazy like that. You know, I'm, I have him as my next best available per the value that I've you know put together and I'm going to find a way to get to him by via the best value as opposed to you know sitting on the draft board mm-hmm. wherever my pick ends up to fall and you know I'm not going to settle on drafting a player who might be best player available who I just don't believe in or I don't like the talent of or I can't see the upside or whatever the case is I credit so much of my success to this exact strategy this making your short list where to get them how to get to them then you know because if you have draft capital it's a heck of a lot easier to navigate to these players than if you don't so wrap in the first point with getting the draft capital you need wrap up the point about you know mike mocking where then he's trying to where he figuring out where he needs to be Mm -hmm. to get to his guys and then you have this list already put together 
you know exactly where to go. This this is for me my favorite point on this list, and I'm annoyed that I didn't put it down first because that's something I've harped on all draft season is making that short list. So yep. well done, beautifully embodied point, Nate. Thank you. Thank that. you. Bob, let's roll it right into what your next talking point is. Yeah. So if you've done a good job of adding a ton of draft capital along the way is now you need to be prepared to consolidate draft capital and your roster um, as needed, because otherwise, you know, Nate, something you've touched on a lot is you don't want to have to cut players you just drafted or you don't want to have to cut Mm -hmm. players because you have good players on your roster that shouldn't be out on waivers like you there's obviously going to be players that are just waiver wire fodder that we were just dashing through the offseason that you know now the draft has come and gone like Jalen Naylor is a great example of a guy that was just being stashed but now can be tossed to the wind because he's been well replaced it's over fine and and there's plenty of other players like that but you don't want to have to cut players you just drafted god forbid like what's the point of spending that draft capital then so you need to be looking for exit strategies to consolidate via trade-up you know, and this goes back to that, my my guy's shortlist. If you have that in place, then you can start, you know, putting the pieces together during your draft when we get to that point and then find your way to get to that player at the best value you can. And then also, you know, if you're getting to the end of your draft, you know, this is a little peek ahead again to another video upcoming. But, you know, when you're in your draft, then you can kind of, all right, what picks can I use to trade up? Where do I have to trade up? And now that I'm getting to the end of my draft where I have a ton of picks left and I don't have any roster space to fill out. What can I diversify into next year draft capital and go from there? This is something that I think not enough teams kind of plan for, you know, knowing the league, knowing your team, knowing your roster before Mm -hmm. the draft, all of this goes into play here. And I think it's just best, best process to get the most value out of the pieces you already have on your roster to not only add draft capital before the draft, but then be prepared to consolidate draft capital as needed and prepare those exit strategies to the best of your abilities, whether it's moving those picks, moving handcuffs, whatever the case is, quarterback handcuffs, you name it, all of the things. How can you get the best value for the piece on your roster from when you like preparing for the draft to the end of the draft, et cetera. Very important to me to do that. One thing too, don't forget to use your taxi and your IR to the best you can as an extension of your bench. Make sure you keep them yeah. nice and full. Yeah, um, and real quick, Mike, while you mentioned that, I think so. I think something we'll get to in a different video, but I just want to mention this since you mentioned it. You Make sure when you place your players on taxi, you're being smart with it and projecting mm-hmm. out. You know, that this is an after-draft thing, but I do want to make sure we mention that, you know, to optimize using your taxi squad, you know, don't put the next Jamar Chase on your taxi squad. Don't put some guy you think you're going to start at some point this year in a taxi squad stash players in your taxi squad yeah unless you know there's some leagues where you can move guys up and down as you need to so just be aware like if you pull a guy up and he can't go back down yeah you might not even want to pull him or put him down there in the first place just take somebody else put him down there because a lot of taxis lock preseason too just allow for that one move uh, good point. So my last point as well is I'm making an honest assessment of my team. This is the point where you need to be honest. My rebuilding, contending, or mid, as mm-hmm. you younger generations say. I guess that means middling or I don't know, whatever. Anyway, any players that I might consider to be drop candidates, I'm trying to move them for any sort of draft capital, any sort of players or fab. You know, hey, look, I understand that a lot of guys say, don't use the trade block because it says I'm willing to take a loss. Mm-hmm. 
on this player. I don't necessarily believe in that. That just says I'm willing to make a move. I'm yep. willing to do something. I'm willing to ignite this league because everyone's just sitting around twiddling their thumbs. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Look, the more firepower you have heading into your draft, the better. And like Bob said, like Nate said, you have 10 picks. You don't have to draft 10 players. Maybe you only draft five, but if you can have this firepower to move around, it just makes everything better. For example, I had four second-round draft picks in this uh, rookie draft that I'm doing now, and I was able to consolidate some of them, move up to the start of the second round. And I got Marvin Mims, who is I'm a huge fan of, and I'm really happy with that. Got him at the 2-2. Um, might have been a bit early, but that was the only person willing to make a move with me. So yep. I used the capital I had. I did what I had to do. I worked with the guy that I know will make a deal with me, and I got my guy. And I'm super happy about it. Um, aside from that, I'm also considering what players will help or hinder my team. I will look at players that I want in the draft, and I'm going to browse other teams' rosters to see if we have any mutually beneficial deals that could be made. You know, what players are free agents? What players can I cheaply trade for to help my team? So these are all things that I'm considering, you know, looking at heading into my draft on value. Do I need a big, big name guy? Something like that. Another thing that I want to say too is depending on where your team is at, you just thought of this now, don't just chase a name. I understand everybody wants Josh Allen. They want Jamar Chase. They want Justin Jefferson. There are going to be times where players like that do not help your team. If you have Justin Jefferson yep. and 10 Dwayne McBrides, you're not going anywhere. I'm sorry, but you're just not. Yep. I mean, I would love to have a team with 10 Dwayne McBrides on it. <laughs> I bet you would. But seriously, sometimes the best way to get better is to not have the best players, to have a good lineup so you can start winning some games, yep. making some moves. Guys, yep. that was fun. A little bit of a shorter episode tonight, but great strategy. Mm -hmm. Hats off to Bob putting together a fantastic strategy chef sesh for us getting our brains working because mine doesn't do that very much. <laughs> do you have any pre-draft tips or tidbits you want to add before we head out for the evening i would say just just you just don't want to panic you don't want to panic when you're on the clock you don't want to panic when the yeah. draft is going on so just make sure you know you know what you're getting yourself into you know yeah. Also, don't be the guy that is shaming people for using the clock. It's May. So true. Especially, especially when you're in league with me and I don't set a time limit on the sleeper Ooh. clock. Yeah, like I'm look, I'm spicy like that. I get it. We want to draft. We all do. We have work, we have families, we have other obligations, you know. Be a good league mate. Yeah, be a good league mate. Don't be Zach. <laughs> Zach, we love you. Please do not fly to my house and punch me. Although I'm sure my child would love to hang out with you because it's a new mentality. But hey, until next time, everybody, make sure you use our code uh, Rewind, Dynasty Rewind, whatever it is. I, I got my all screwed up. It's in the show notes. Uh, SeatGeek.com, $20 off your first ticket purchase. Go see Taylor Swift and save 20 bucks. If you like that kind of thing. Uh, Want to play some best ball, underdog fantasy, use the promo code Rewind. All caps for $100. You get a 100% match of your first deposit up to $100. Use it today. Don't forget, payhip.com, forward slash dynasty rewind, rookie guide, rookie draft console, and we got team audits all on there, patreon.com, forward slash dynasty rewind, for all the access to Bob you could ever want. Until next time, everybody, for Nate and Bob, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Sean, enjoy that taco salad.